Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So All right, everybody. Good evening, everybody. This is JeffSintelDogNation.com. We have this little program we do every Wednesday night. We call it Before the Hedges, and we talk to the guys that are on their way to the University of Georgia. We hang out. We talk to guys that we talk about Georgia recruiting, and I think uh, you guys can tell by the, by the header right now and everything that uh, we have a very special guest. I think his commitment anniversary is one week old today. Uh, that would be Camden County's big Micah Morris. Uh, everybody, hey, please join me, everybody at Dog Nation, everybody out there on the feed, please join me and everybody give us a big welcome right now to Big Micah. How you doing tonight, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. So, Micah, I think you're just fresh off of a workout, right? Is that right? What did you what did you what did you throw around today, man? Was that another one of those garage workouts? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, today we didn't really go up that much weight. We just did uh max out with 225. I did uh 28 reps today. I'm trying to get up to uh, the 30s though. But well, I did 28 today. Micah, that's combine ready, man. Everybody, when they noticed your 405 a couple of weeks back that was tweeted out, they noticed how you you go with that really close grip bench press. You're already you're already NFL combine ready with that, huh? Yes, sir. I, I just really use it closer because my punch doesn't align me. You know, my hands have to be inside. So it just it's just easier. It's where my power is supposed to be at. So with the close grip, it just makes it easier on the field. Michael, what we're going to spend a little time talking to Micah. And I'm going to, as per the norm on Dog Nation, I'm going to ask Mike, Micah a bunch of questions that a, that a curious reporter might ask. And then after that, we're going to we're going to talk to him on. We're going to let you guys have at him and you're going to ask him whatever your heart may desire. But, like, Mike, I think right now, I think the big thing I want to know is, like, what's it like now? You you play for one of the best high school coaches in the state of Georgia, Bob Spire. You got David Shores on that staff. You got a lot of good football men on that staff. What are you guys doing to maybe keep your edge right now during all this quarantine? Uh, we're just staying in constant contact with each other as far as the players and coaches. We're just staying in contact with each other, making sure that – we're staying as active as we possibly can. I know some people don't have weights like I have, but I'm sure there's there's other ways to get a workout in, whether it's just push-ups and bodyweight squats, whatever you have to do to stay in shape. We can all go running out, out front of our yard, out front, you know, on the sidewalk or anything. We're just all trying to stay together and find a way to stay fit and in shape for the season. So, Micah, you got my brain thinking here, man. On, this, on the push-ups, man, how many of those can you rep out? What do you do at a time with all that? Uh. Probably the most I get right now, probably about 50 straight before my arms get, like, increasingly tired. Wow. And 6'5", 325, is that about where you're at right now? Oh, uh, yeah, some, somewhere. Around, I'm, I think I'm up to, like, probably about 330 in weight, though. 330. Yes, sir. And do you do, like, the touch your, touch your, touch your sternum to the, to the floor or you just come up and come down? What's your, what's your technique for that? Uh, I, I don't. I don't let my chest touch, but I get it really close to the ground. I don't want it to touch, and then because then you get a little bounce off. I don't like that. I just go down and then come back up. Yeah, a lot of people you like to get that bounce off on the bench too, and you can't have that either. Yeah, uh, Micah, this will make you shake your head because only skilled guys can do this a little bit. David Daniel, I know you. I know you know that guy in the 2021 class out of Woodstock. He's yes, a safety. Sir. He said he could. He said he could rip out 447 push-ups in five minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. I was like, he told me that. He, he he talked about that, and I was like, man, that's some serious bounce back, too, with ripping out that many. Yeah, for sure. Of course, he's only pushing up about 200, where you're pushing up about 330. So, <laughs> Yes, sir. Micah, um, so it was a week ago, man. This is your week anniversary. I think you committed, like, right in the 6 o'clock hour to, to Georgia. What what sparked that? Was that a, I know you you'd always talked about you wanted to take your visits and let the visits separate things. What sparked that? You think it had a lot to do with coronavirus? You think that had to do with a feeling? Well, where did that come about? Uh, well, the, the main the only way that Corona affected everything was that it gave me more time to think. And through all the time that I had, there was only one place that was constantly on my mind. And that was Georgia. There was only one place that I knew that I felt the most comfortable, and that was Georgia. There was only one place where I felt like at home the most, and that was Georgia. So with nothing but time on my hands, there's no point in wasting it. Micah, and we all know we wrote about it. You wanted to uh, you wanted to commit back in December. 
that was when all those line coaches and offensive line coaches and those great relationships you had in place were still in place. I, I guess it goes without saying that if, if, if Sam wouldn't have moved on, we would have been doing this welcome Micah Morris as a commitment stuff back in December. Is that, can we let that cat out of the bag a little bit, that wildcat oh, out of the bag? Yes, sir. Why, why was, why was it still Georgia for you? Oh, well, well, first of all, football aside, Georgia, I know people that from my high school, Camden County, I know how hard it is to get into Georgia just for academics. So I know academics is always a plus for Georgia, but as far as the football stuff goes, there really couldn't have been a better person to fill in the spot for Coach Pittman and Coach Luke because that same summer I went up to Ole Miss with my football team and Coach Luke and I sat one-on-one for about an hour to hour and a half and we just really talked and got to know each other and I felt I felt pretty comfortable with him as, as compared to somebody that I didn't know coming in and feeling in the spot. There couldn't have been a better uh, person to come in than Coach Luke. Mike, I remember you telling me about Coach Luke and I, I came away from that conversation thinking you were like, man, you know, Ole Miss was a school maybe that wasn't on your top schools list, but I almost when I listened to you, it was like, man, if if Matt Luke was at one of the schools that was deeply con, con, recruiting Micah that was among his top schools, they would have a chance because there was a clear relationship there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Coach Coach Luke and I, we understand each other, I feel like, and we, we definitely click. Micah, i got some, you know, lots of people are – already throwing questions at you. I got a couple more. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, because one of the things I felt bad about, and I'm going to say felt bad about your story, is you had a really awesome way to honor your father. You were you were planning to do it in December. It's on his birthday. I was kind of kidding with folks on our, on our Dog Nation message board about how important your dad has been in your life. And I said, if you called him Super Mario Morris, then that would make a lot of sense. Um, yes. Just and you wanted to commit on his birthday back in December to honor him. Why was that important to you? Um, he's the guy that's been getting me up ever since I was 11 or 12, going to work out in the mornings at 6 a.m. when everybody, all my other friends were asleep, not even waking up until 11. He was the one that was uh, pushing me to get, get that extra lap in, get that extra rep in ever since I was younger. And he instilled those things in me now that that – made me who I am right now today. And without him, I wouldn't have the work ethic or the drive that I have right now. And you know, guys, it's Micah, if you've noticed already within four minutes of talking to him, he, he's a great personality. He's very engaging. He's a very good communicator. And it sounds like he's saying all the right things, but then he does all the right things. I want everybody to notice. And if Michael, you can, if we can pull that up here, when Micah committed to Georgia, he had his commitment tweet, he had a video, but then he had a letter that he also added there, which I think basically you thanked everybody except your third grade PE teacher about who'd helped you along the way to get to this point. What was the reason for that in your mind? Why did you want to do that? Um, Just ne- never, well, the thing for me was I was never going to forget what what got me to this point. I just don't understand why why people forget about where you come from. You can't hide where you come from. You got to be proud of that. And you got to thank the people who helped you along the way, get to where you are. Cause you didn't do it by yourself. Two more interesting things. I want everybody on this feed to know about Micah. Number one, I'm going to say this and you guys are going to go, Jeff, you're lying. Jeff, stop pulling my leg. Micah Morris, tell everybody out there in dog nation, exactly how old you are. Um, I'm 16. And when will you turn 17? August 25th. So, so I'm just, I, want, I want everybody to get their arms around this humanity here. He's 16. He's been a three-year starter in 7A big boy Georgia high school football. He is committed to the University of Georgia. He's one of the top offensive line in the country, 6'5", 320. I bet if there was something on the line, Micah, you could probably, like a date with a pretty girl, you could probably bench press, what, 410 right now? If you had to, if you had to think about it, you probably could get 405, 410 again, right? Yeah, easily. And this guy is 16 years old. He will not be 17 until August. Micah, and you do plan on enrolling early at Georgia, right? Yes, for sure. Can you let everybody know how hard that is? Because I think everybody just thinks you snap your fingers and you can do that. Like it's a – express lane like Chick-fil-A or something to graduate early. What type of work have you put in to be able to do that? Uh, I mean, 
constant. I mean, I'm taking classes. Well, I had to take my Spanish classes online over the summer. I might have to take a history class online over summer now. But more importantly, I've been taking uh, dual enrollment classes, which counts as college credits as well. And I've been maintaining all A's. And right now I have a 4.75 GPA, I believe. And I just have to keep my grades up. And it's not it's not as easy as just, hey, I'm going to graduate early. No, you have to have certain requirements to graduate from my high school and you have to have a certain amount of core classes. And that's, that's the main thing is getting your core classes done. So, so Mike, I'm going to put you in a new category because I used to brag on guys that have a four, three GPA or four, four GPA and can run a four, four. You might be the first dude I've ever talked to or even wrote about or interviewed that has a four, seven GPA and a four Oh five bench press. (laughs) Not many humans on this earth can do both of those things. Yes, sir. Um, I want people to know a little bit about Camden County football. This may not be true, but isn't there almost a squat rack for everyone in the program? Yeah, there pretty much is. Yeah, there's how big is your facility? I mean, people don't know this, but I've been to Camden a bunch of times, and it's there's a Navy base down there, a submarine base, which a lot of tax support goes into that area. But there's literally like, what's your weight room look like, man? Can you describe it for everybody out there? Well. The normal um, weight room and not your garage weight room? Yeah, I mean, we, we have a million-dollar weight room at our high school. Like, it, it's literally as nice as you can have it. I'm literally talking about there's four rows of racks as far as you can see. Um, there's 40-yard 40 40 yard, uh, line sprint areas. There's broad jump areas. There's three-cone drills. There's dots areas. There's just everything you can want. There's jump ropes. We have uh, pull-ups and dip machines attached to the uh, squat racks. And then there's a, a pull-out bench to turn into a bench press area. It's just everything that you can want in a gym right there at high school. Wow. Micah, uh, this question's already came up on the feed a couple of times. I'm going to go ahead and ask it before I forget it. Uh, were you silently committed to Georgia for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, or did you just let the coaches know right before you did it? Um, I've been committed to Georgia since, I want to say, either right after or right before my birthday. Back in August, I was just going to come uh, public with it in December. I just decided not to. So I've been committed for a while. Been committed since you were 15 years old then, right? Yeah, pretty much. What 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 made you want to commit to Georgia at that time? Oh, um, it's, it's just like I said, the same thing. Now, it was just where I've always, not always, honestly, because, you know, I grew up an Alabama fan, but the more I went there, the more I got around the people there, the community, the uh, – seeing how the coaches develop their players there. I just wanted to be a part of it. I knew I had to be a part of it and it just got to my heart. And that's where I knew I wanted to go. Mike, I think it's a great story. One of the great guys in this business, Chad Simmons wrote it a bunch where you were the type of Alabama fan that would cry when the tide lost growing up, right? Oh yes. Yeah. Every time they would lose, I mean, it didn't happen that much obviously, but whenever they would, I would be crying. So Micah cried four times during his childhood because that's <laughs> the amount of times Bama lost. Um, we were talking about something before we went on. We went live, and that was the Georgia Notre Dame game a year ago. That yes, was the game that's going to be virtual G Day this year. Uh, Kirby Smart's going to be live tweeting about it. They're going to replay the game. Micah, you were there. It's kind of funny. I remember you. You were always hanging out with Marius, and you guys were coming down the the stair stairwell coming down the bleachers and Terrence TJ's right behind you. You guys are all there. What are your impressions of that game? And it, it sounds like you were already committed to Georgia silently prior to that game, but you had to feel like you made the right decision committing to Georgia silently when you're in an atmosphere like that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the craziest game I've ever been to in my life. Um, Just the atmosphere before that, and then the level that they found to turn it up somehow, I don't know how, but they found to turn it up at another level when the lights went off and the red lights hit and then everybody's uh, flashlights came on their phone and just went crazy. <laughs> Micah, what is your commitment going to look like? I know people, lots of fans always want to know this. Are you still going to take visits? Are you going to be the guy that's silently in the group chat hawking guys to come play with you? What are you going to be like as a Georgia commitment? You can still take all those officials. Or are you only going to visit Georgia? Lots of guys do it their own way. What's the best way that you feel? How do you want to do that? 
Um, as, as far as what type of uh, commitment I am, I'm going to build up the University of Georgia. That's what I'm focused on right now. That's that's what I care about um, as far as college goes. Uh, I'm going to try to build the best recruiting class that I possibly can. And with uh, the rest of the recruits right now, we've been uh, talking about it and reaching out to players that we that we know specifically that we want to play with. We know that they're they're ballers and that's who we want to play with us as ballers. Mike, I'm going to let you be a GM, sort of, because the draft's coming up. If I give you two draft picks, you can, like, snap your fingers and maybe, like, as easy as you bench pressing 135 pounds, you can automatically bring them into the class with you. Which two guys are you taking? Who are your two top picks you'd love to add to the class? As far as what? Uh, 2021 guys that you would love to add to the Georgia class. You know, prospects out there, guys like that. If you could add any one guy or two guys, I'm not going to try to get you in trouble with not naming five. But when I say who are the ones that you would love to add to the class, who would that be? Uh, like like I said before, uh, my boys are Marius Mims and TJ Ferguson. That's that's who I've been hanging out with the whole time. I'm on close with them. I I talk to them on a weekly basis, if not every day. Um, I play the game with TJ sometimes on the PlayStation. They're just my boys, and we just really gotten close, I feel like, over this time. What do you think the Georgia offensive line would look like if it this class included the three of you guys? Uh, it'd be something serious. It'd be something <laughs> real serious. Micah, um, is there anything that um, you feel like you're missing out on? I know this is a time of year when you would have been at the opening. You would have done a lot of – you'd have been at the spring game this Saturday probably. You'd have been at G-Day. Do you feel like as a high school kid in the class of 2021 that your development or what you wanted to see, you feel like you're missing out on anything really big right now? Um, I mean, the only thing I feel like I'm missing out on right now, because I, I went to the uh, the Rivals camp and got invited to the five-star challenge. And I, I was really looking forward to that because I, I didn't do the Rivals camp last year. And one of my goals was to get invited to the five-star challenge. And I did that. I mean, that, that's probably one of the only things that I miss as far as camps, because um, that's the only camp that I planned on attending this year. But um, as far as recruiting and everything, as far as development, I mean, there's, there's definitely things that you miss. You, I, I love football, so obviously I'm going to miss it. Um, I'm going to miss out there, even if it's just uh, helmets and shorts, you know, just being out there with the boys, learning the plays, getting in sync, you know, because that, that's, that's where the uh, team chemistry is built right there when it's not all about hitting and scoring. It's about learning the plays, walkthroughs, film. That's, that's where a team is made right there. And I, I felt I'm definitely missing it a lot. You probably would have been up to spring practice to check out Georgia and Coach Luke by now, right? Oh, yes, sir, for sure. Micah, did the did you watch the Sugar Bowl? I remember Marius Mims told me that he watched every second of that game because he wanted to know what Georgia's line would be like and what Coach Luke would be like. Were you one of those guys that was plugged into that game too? Oh, yeah, I had to, had to. Micah, this is – I'm going to um, let the fans take over now. Guys, you got a question, YouTube, Facebook, hit us with it. Um, this is one comment from James Crump. He says, Micah is a recruit. Before Georgia got Kirby Smart, he would be committed to Alabama by now. That's what he thought. Uh, <laughs> somebody also said they like it how Micah can hold a secret. He thought he was at South Carolina lean the whole way. Now, Micah, you did love South Carolina because they were the first school to commit you. But, folks, you don't understand Micah. He wants to be an FBI agent when all this stuff's done. He wants to go into law enforcement. He wants to be a criminal justice major. I, I can't imagine what you would do when you ran down somebody, man, and you caught him. That's not going to be a good day for them. Oh, no, that's not. What sparked that, Micah? Why do you have that interest in that unique major and field of study there? Uh, it might be kind of funny, but um, I grew up watching Criminal Minds since I was like, I want to say seven or eight when it first started. And I still watch it to this day. And I, I just think that was the coolest thing ever. And then once, once I got older and realized what they actually were, I started looking into it. And I feel like it's something that I can definitely see myself doing. Micah, one of our viewers, Laudie Lauderdale, a lot of alliteration in that name. They just simply say you're dual enrolled and a four plus GPA and over 400 bent pounds on the bench. Dang. Micah, Will you go into Georgia with an associate's degree or how much credit do you plan to go into Georgia with? Um, I think I'll be two credits shy of an associate's because of the uh, 
the corona everything there's not i was gonna take an online class during this semester but i can't now because the school shut down or whatever does that make it harder does it make it harder for a dude to graduate early now because of the slowdown um if you all weren't already on track, I would say yes, because it would be harder to reach out to your counselors. But in my case, I knew that I want to graduate early since the end of ninth grade. So I've been talking to my counselors and uh, they've been helping me out since then. I've already I'm on track now. I've been on track to graduate early since last since my second semester of 10th grade. Mike, normally when a young man cares about his grades so much, I would imagine that there would have been consequences if you came home with B's and C's. Right. How much did mom and dad help you with the focus in order to get that four seven five GPA? That's still amazing, man. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna put it like this. Um, I didn't get. I had straight A's all the way to eighth grade, um, ninth grade. I had I've, I've had A's my whole life, but it wasn't until I had A's straight through eighth grade that I got my first cell phone in ninth grade. And the only reason I got that cell phone is because I had straight A's for so long. So listen to that, guys. That's the Book of Morris, chapter two, verse 55. (laughs) Kids get those A's and then you get that cell phone, right? Yeah, it was was a rough time for me, man. Um, Mike, if somebody wants to know, what is your favorite meal? I always love this question out of offensive line. Uh, Definitely my mom's macaroni and cheese. She actually made that today. That's what I have for uh, dinner. That's (laughs) that's my go to right there. Michael, what are you doing to pass the time? Have you picked up a show? Are you on the Xbox or the PlayStation? What are you doing that you that you love doing right now to pass the time that you wouldn't be doing right now if we had the real? Yeah, yeah there's sticks right there. PlayStation Four, man, I love it. Uh, Madden Two K. Um, I've been getting into UFC a little bit, uh, just just to like switch it up some, but Madden Two K mainly. So now are you one of those offensive linemen I talked to that they love to run block, they love to mash a guy. They love the pancake dudes. By the way, I think Micah averaged six pancakes per game last year. Yes, sir. As a junior. But when you get on the sticks, are you like throwing it around with Pat Mahomes all the time, man, or are you running the ball? Uh, actually, with my uh, ultimate team that I play on, I have uh, my 95 Joe Montana. So I just sit back there in the pocket and let that thing fly to Tyreek Hill and uh, Miko Hartman. And I'm trying to get this uh, 99 uh, uh, Megatron. Court, I'm working on that right now. I got him up to a 98. I just have to get uh, one more player for him. Calvin Johnson, huh? Yeah. Favorite football team growing up, Michael? What was your favorite NFL team? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to this day. I love the Steelers. That's my team. So if the Steelers draft you, that's going to be a dream come true, right? Yes, it will be. (laughs) Why do you wear your jersey number? Is there something special behind that? I I think it's 55 or 56. What is it? 56, right? 56, yes, sir. Um. There's, there's, there was nothing really special about it. I just, I just wanted to come up with a number that was going to mean something to me. Once I got in ninth grade, I knew I wanted to pick a number I was going to stick with all the way throughout high school, hopefully in college and the professional level, if I was blessed enough to get there. And uh, 56 was just the number that was chosen by me. I just chose 56. <laughs> Antoine Middleton wants to know, who do you model your game after? Is there an offensive lineman that you – take a little bit from when you watch the tape on YouTube? Uh, well, my, my favorite offensive lineman right now was uh, David DeCastro, the guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but my favorite um, offensive lineman all the time, like I said, multiple times, Orlando Pace, the pancake man himself. Uh, he's just the epitome, in my opinion, of what a great offensive lineman is. I mean, I've never seen an offensive lineman that dominant to be a Heisman finalist. That's just unheard of, literally. Do you have Pace on your ultimate team yet? They got a card for him yet? No, I, I'm not sure if they do. I have not seen one. I have, uh, I know I have Allen, I have Villanueva, I have DeCastro, I have, um, who's my right tackle? I think I'll put Laramie Tunsil over there because I had a 97. He's a 97 at left tackle, but a 95 at right, so I just put him over there. Mike, if you were the offensive line coach, man, I think he can play left. I think he can play right. I think he can play guard. I think you got a lot of those abilities that Cade Mays had for Georgia. Uh, I remember seeing you last year as a junior. You were kind of shadowing Miles Murphy, the five-star on his way to Clemson. I don't even think you really knew exactly everything with your kick step and your technique and your hands yet, but you were still able to use your athleticism to get in his way and slow him down and stone him. Where do you think your fit is at Georgia? Where do you think's the best position? And 
Where all can you play? Um, I, I can play anywhere on the line pretty much. The only thing with center is I have to practice snapping the game, but I, I feel like I can play guard and tackle pretty fluently. And as far as uh, my technique and everything, you know, my freshman year, I was – I'm not going to lie, I was i was out there lost. Um, it was going from a wing tee for about at least 20 years going into spread, and I – I was just doing my best that I could. My sophomore year, I was I was starting to learn the plays and get everything through. And then my junior year, my main goal was just put people on the ground. Like you said, I was averaging six pancakes a game. And uh, this year, looking forward, I'm definitely going to work on my pass block because I feel like once I – I already have the run block down and the mauler down. Once I get my technique down and hand placement, I feel like I'll be ready. Mike and I were talking about this before the show. You guys see my background. That's the red light game from uh, uh, Notre Dame last year. Michael, what's it going to be like for you? I was kind of asked you a nice human being question. I was like, I know you're supposed to be focused. I know you're supposed to be listening to your line coach, but are you going to take like maybe three seconds and just look around and soak it all in and then get back to business? I mean, especially the first time, that's going to be quite a sight for you, huh? Oh, yes, sir, for sure. I mean, honestly, even, even the first practice, just looking around on that in that empty stadium, you're just going to know that you're going to be playing. I think it's going to be jam-packed. I mean, what more could you ask for? Micah, uh, Jamie Goodman wants to know, uh, he would like to know if there's an offensive weapon out there that you would like to block for that Georgia could add to the class. Is there a special skill guy there you're looking at that you'd like to play with too? Oh, uh, well – well, first, first we'll start off with, with the uh, guys we have now. Uh, our running back, I met him at Georgia, that Notre Dame game. Sat by me the entire time. Uh, believe it or not, we really didn't even talk that much, which is actually crazy. But after that, he followed me on Twitter. I followed him back, obviously, and uh, we started to chop it up. And I knew he was a back with speed that I definitely wanted to uh, block for. I knew that once all I do is make a hole and he would do the rest. And with the quarterback, I mean – we all know what, what that guy can do, you know. Uh, I I love block for him. I love block for him. I, I text him whenever I commit it, bro. I, I told him I will, I will protect him with my life, and I and I really mean that. Uh, I'm gonna give him all the time in the world back there. But which, um, as far as what quarterback um, was that, Micah? Which quarterback was that? Was that Carson? Oh uh, yeah, Carson and, and Brock. Both of those guys. Yeah, because I bet um, Carson. I want to say. During the summer, and then once he committed, I saw him back at yeah, the Notre Dame game, and we we were talking there. And I told him that I was already a solid commit. He actually kept the secret for a long time. I told him that I had uh, committed everything. I was going to go public with it in December, but it never happened. And then I texted him and let him know the information about what's going to happen. And yeah, he's just a great guy. I've known him for a while. Which running back was that? Was it Kendall? Oh no no no! It was uh, Lavosa. Lavasier. Yeah. Lavassier, yeah. Lavassier sort of sounds like that Buster Rhyme song, uh, Pass the Cavassier. I mean, he told me that's how you that's how you say it. Lavassier. You gotta have some, you gotta put some special sauce on that name, man. Yeah, yes, <laughs> uh James Crump, man, here's probably the biggest question you'll be asked today, especially as an offensive lineman. Is it baked mac and cheese or is mama's mac and cheese creamy mac and cheese? Uh baked mac and cheese with, with the bacon on top. With the bacon on top. There you yes, go. Uh, what is your favorite energy food? When you're eating uh, healthy, I guess, what do you eat for energy? Mac and cheese with bacon on top? I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, usually if I want energy, I'll drink like a Gatorade or something like that or like uh, um, Propel if I want like energy. Michael, what's the, been the coolest thing about being a public Georgia commit? Has somebody reached out? What's that? What's been the coolest part so far about being out there as a Georgia commitment now? Um, just I guess putting on from from my city, so to speak. You know, um, coming from a small place like like Camden County, you know, in the bottom of Georgia, southeast Georgia, and being able to go to pretty much the biggest school in your state and perform there, um, it's just a dream come true. And as far as the fans and everything go, just seeing how happy that, that you can make them and the support and love that they, that they show you. All right, guys, we're going to take a couple more questions and then we're going to let Micah get to that mac and cheese because we don't want it to get cold. Um, they approve. They liked <laughs> – Maurice Farmer says, okay, he's a baked guy. 
He says, y'all are all right with me down there in Camden County. So they're a supporter. Leslie Smith Lowther says uh, they love this guy. Uh, you got somebody that's giving hashtag Steelers Nation in the middle of our feed there. They're liking that a lot. Um, Micah, when are you going to take your official to Georgia? Do you know when you're going to do that? I have no clue. No you going to do it for a game, I guess? Or what all uh, the commits do is in December after the season, they go after the SEC title game. You don't have any idea yet? No, I have no idea right now. I, I plan on doing it during the summer. But, I mean, it really just depends on whenever Corona ends, honestly. What's your uh, communication level like now that you're committed? Do you still talk to coaches? Do you Zoom to Georgia staff? What's that communication level look like now? Um, I mean, they've, they've always been on me hard. And I, I, guess, I guess it's amped up a little bit, of anything. Um, I've, I've been talking to Coach Luke every day just like I have before, though. I mean, it's, it's not really too, too much different. Like, we've been in contact every day and we still are. What do you think about that guy? How would you break down Coach Luke for all the guys that see that energy guy on the on the sidelines? It already seems like he really loves Georgia a lot. He's a good fit. What do you see out of Coach Luke that you like? Um, he's he's genuine, and the the more you get to know him, the the funnier of a person he is, and and he has a little trash talk to him too. I remember uh, we were up there for oh over the no I don't know when it was, but we we played cornhole, and you know at first uh, uh Coach Eddie. And I, we were going against uh, him and my dad. And at first, Coach Eddie, now we were doing good. You know, we were up. And then uh, I started talking a little trash to Coach Luke, and that I guess that that amped him up right there. And he started talking trash back. And before you know it, we lost by, like, two. And I was looking pretty stupid out there. I think I remember you telling me that story. You said Coach Luke shot a lot of holes from that point on, didn't he? Yeah, straight in there. <laughs> um. Micah, somebody says, uh, thank Antoine Middleton. They just say thanks. Thanks for staying home and helping your state get that elusive championship. He wished more stayed home like you. Micah, is that a thing that when you go into Georgia, you're going in thinking that the natty should happen or better happen? Is that a clear goal for you that you want to accomplish that as a Bulldog? Oh, yes, as a Bulldog, that, that should be everybody's goal is to uh, bring that national championship back home. Uh, Desmond Lee has a question. Uh, well, you said yourself, you've been in a silent commitment since August of 2019. He just wants to know how many, not who, how many silent commitments does Georgia have? Do you, do you know a couple of them that are waiting for a great time like you? And how many would that be if, if you're up to sharing? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't say. Sometimes a man can tell it, tell the answer just by smiling. Sometimes a man can tell that answer. Uh, well, hey, Micah, we got a, you, you've been great, man. I want to say thanks and enjoy talking to you. Um, great interview. As you can see, man, I usually talk to Micah maybe 10 minutes more than I do every other prospect because there's so much energy. He's such a great communicator. Man, I didn't even know that 475. I knew you were smart, but I didn't even know that 475 GPA. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Yes, so I think I think you might be the best GPA on the class coming in. You probably have to be. Where do you where do you rank in Camden County in terms of your school your school rank? Uh, I lost my class rank since I graduated early. I don't have a class rank anymore. You won't have one, huh? Yeah, I won't have one. Favorite subject? What is that? Uh, definitely math. I like numbers. Wow. All right, guys. Hey, say one more time for me. That's Micah Morris out of Camden County. Uh, well-raised, wants to be an FBI agent. Guys, he's only 16 years old. All you young people should feel sad because if you're not benching 405 with a 4.75 GPA and eat mac and cheese and playing with a Joe Montana old-school ultimate team on the sticks, what are you doing wrong? What are you doing wrong? Micah, hey, man, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a trip. And uh, stay safe and stay well, and thanks for being a part of this tonight. Yes, sir, anytime. Thank you. All right, Micah. All right. All right, guys, Micah Morris, I don't know. What was your favorite part of that interview? What stood out to you? Um, I would tell you one thing. If Georgia can get more and more guys like that, remember, folks, he said he grew up an Alabama fan, and he cried those five times the Alabama Crimson Tide lost between the ages of, you know, when he was maybe 8 and 15 or whatever, 8 and 13 or whatever. 
It's a big get for Georgia. He committed to Georgia this time last week. Moving on our program, we went supersized with Micah there a little bit because the conversation was good, but we got to get to one of our one of our normal staples of our of our before the hedges every Wednesday night, and that would be our commitment list. That's the one thing that's changed a little bit since the last time we spoke. There were only four commitments the last time we spoke. Now that number is up to six. Let's take a look at the commitment board right now so everybody can get their eyes on that. Georgia uh, now is up to six commitments. They're led by Brock Vandegrift, the five-star quarterback out of Prince Avenue Christian. Now Micah Morris, big Micah Morris, who you guys just heard from, is the second highest rated commitment on the board. Recent commitment, this was the guy that happened the day after, I believe, uh, Micah Morris. That was Lavoisier Carroll, the nation's number eight running back out of IMG Academy. Georgia resident, though. He's from Warren County in uh, Warrington, Georgia. Plays for the Used to play for the Screaming Devils. He's got that 4-4-4 speed. He's about 6'1". He's 199. Um, those are the top three commitments on the board. You've got David Daniel, who was on this before the Hedges show a couple of weeks ago, Lavoisier Carroll, David Daniel, Brock Vandegrift. You also have Marlon Dean. That's the defensive tackle out of Elberton, Jonathan Jefferson. Um, that's the uh, very talented, um, very talented defensive end, defensive lineman. He's already up to 270 pounds out of Douglas County High School in Douglasville. His dad was a former heavyweight boxer who actually fought Klitschko for the heavyweight championship of the world. Nice little fun fact there about Jonathan Jefferson and David Daniel, this guy we talked about, we referenced earlier in our program, uh, the guy who can bang out 447 push-ups in five minutes. Those are your Georgia commitments for 2021. And it's always good to show those right now, especially in April, because you never know how that list is going to populate especially with a virtual G-Day coming up this weekend. Um, next on our show, uh, one of the things we always do every week is our top targets. Uh, we added the top target this week. We're counting down from 14 this week. Uh, bring up the top. When we bring up the top targets, we have to start with a new name at number 14. And that name uh, at number 14, he's a new name for this list, is Dylan Fairchild. Dylan Fairchild showed up in the class uh, excuse me, showed up in the, cl the 2021 class, 24-7 sports, updated re-rankings. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Dylan Fairchild, the talented offensive lineman out of West Forsyth and coming, he now shows up as number 13. Uh, Dylan is actually number 13. Nylon Green out of Covington, Georgia, is uh, number 14. He's rated one of the top defensive backs in the country. 24-7 sports has him as the nation's number three cornerback. Rolling on down the list there, you've got uh, Terrence Ferguson, T.J. Ferguson out of, out of Fort Valley, Georgia, Peach County. Uh, Elijah Judy out of Northeast High School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's one of those Philadelphia, potentially Philadelphia pipeline dogs. Very fast on the edge. He can play the run. He can rush the passer. Uh, number 11 on the board. He moves up this week. Number 10 is Quentin Somerville. They call him Q. That's at Suaro High School out in Arizona. High school teammates of Keely Ringo, that's the Georgia signee in the 2020 class. Uh, Quentin Somerville knows he's going to take official visits to Michigan, Georgia, Washington. Um, very likely um, that, that Georgia and Michigan are in that, in that very hard for him right there. Number nine, another guy that got a rankings bump this week is Dallas Turner. That's a talented pass rusher out of Fort Lauderdale. He's moving to St. Thomas Aquinas for his senior year. Also got a rankings bump as well. And then number eight is Mario Williams. That's the four-star wide receiver out of uh, Plant City in Plant uh, in Tampa, uh, in the Tampa area. He plays baseball. He used to play baseball. He's rated as the nation's number four wide receiver for the 2021 class. That's the first half of your top targets. Now moving down to our next slide, you'll see a lot more big names. A new name that's moving up this week is the talented wide receiver out of Athens Academy. That is Dion Colsey. 6'3 or so, he's trained by Terrence Edwards, uh, recently decommitted from Notre Dame about a month ago. Another, get, another name that Georgia would love to add to this class, and they did very well at the, at the receiver position a year ago. I thought Georgia had its best recruiting haul ever, at least in the modern era, at the receiver position a year ago. So I only think they're going to take two names, maybe three names, in this 2021 cycle. And you better believe they're going to be special 
and that back to back right there between uh, that back to back right there between uh, Colsey and Mario Williams certainly qualifies for that. At number six, you got Schmile Munden Jr. That's a talented inside linebacker out of Paulding County. He's still a five-star on the composite. He's rated as an outside linebacker, but Georgia views him as an inside linebacker. He's about 6'3", heck of a track athlete, big-time triple jumper, 48, 49 feet. He's not expected to make his decision anytime soon. Number five on the list, Georgia has to add another prize running back. I think the top target all along has been Donovan Edwards out of, out of Michigan. That's in West Bloomfield, Michigan. He plays for the Lakers. Uh, all-purpose back, a three-down back, something different that maybe Georgia doesn't have where he can play all three downs. Heck of a weapon out of the backfield, and that's a guy, when you look at Donovan Edwards, he's a great complement uh, to what Georgia brought in with Lavoisier Carroll, but he's also a shifty guy, can catch the ball out of the backfield, something that Georgia needs more of for that new Todd Munkin attack. Number four is James Williams. James Williams is out of South Florida as well. Uh, Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia are his finalists. Georgia continues to get him in the class. Um, James Williams is a guy that I would have probably expected to see at G-Day as an official, as an unofficial visitor, uh, checking out the program again. But uh, as obviously that's not going to happen. Uh, number three on the list is Barrett Carter. A lot of smoke out there right now about Barrett Carter. Some of those crystal balls are popping up in favor of Clemson. Barrett Carter's teammate, Jordan Hancock, is at Clemson now. Clemson is a school that had definitely got a late visit or a visit from Carter right before all the shutdown with COVID-19 and tremendous three-down linebacker. I say it every week. There's a reason why he's number three on this list. Uh, Barrett Carter has been recruited and prioritized by Georgia for the longest time. Number two on that list is Amarius Mims, a five-star out of Bleckley County in middle Georgia. It's about six, seven and a half, about 320. Uh, he's down to his top 10 schools. He has announced that he's going to make his decision on his birthday in uh, October 14th, I believe. I'll be very curious to see if he can wait that long with his commitment uh, to some lucky school. And number one on the list again for uh, probably the umpteenth week in a row by now, that is Tony Grimes out of Princess Anne in Virginia Beach, another guy that has amazing grades. He does a lot of work outside of his community, um, has a foundation that helps feed the homeless in the Virginia Beach area. He's the nation's number one cornerback on the 24-7 sports composite. If you've read that story, that in-depth deep dive on Tony Grimes that we wrote about him a couple weeks back, maybe a month or two ago, it's told the story about him befriending a homeless lady who hung out uh, near the practice field at Princess Anne. He would bring a food plate to her, especially on those pregame meal days on Fridays. Uh, Tony Grimes had a big visit to Georgia back in January where Georgia was maybe 13 or so, just outside his top 13, a visit that should have went well and had to go well for Georgia to stay in it. And Georgia uh, went all the way into a, into the top into his top group where it had already earned an official visit. And really for Grimes in Georgia, that was the one school that Team Grimes had yet to see a lot. And they were going to visit Georgia three times. They were going to visit him in March. They were going to visit him again in April for G-Day. And then they had the official visit on the books for June. Now all that is certainly up in the air. Tony Grimes, that's your top targets list for the week of April the 15th. Uh, one thing I'm going to go over right now is 24-7 uh, Sports uh, just populated its new re-ranks. I'm going to gloss over that a little bit because some of those guys got a bump. Some of those guys moved up. Perhaps the biggest guy that got, got bumped up this week would be Dylan Fairchild. He went up some 140 spots. He's now the nation's number 42 overall prospect out of West Forsyth High School. Dylan Fairchild was 47-0 and a state championship wrestler. Uh, going through a lot of the lists right there, you see a guy by the name of Javari Ritzy, who also got a huge bump as well. Uh, went up some, another 100 spots. Now he's one of the top 130 players in the country. We wrote about him recently on dognation.com. Uh, great track speed, uh, values his academics, very athletic. Uh, Javari, Javari Ritzy is a guy that, um, runs the four by four, 200, throws the shot, throws the discus, can throw the shot, put about 54 feet. Um, finished fourth, I believe, in North Carolina State indoor competition uh, during the spring. Uh, Javari Ritzy, he'll run some 200 open. He'll run the four by 400. He'll run the hurdles. And this is a six foot five, 265 pounder on the defensive line. 
Georgia would like him as more of an athletic uh, edge type. Think about it more, maybe a more athletic, uh, more athletic Malik Herring type coming in, uh, coming in as a potential target for the 2021 class. Uh, Want to briefly go over the rankings a little bit uh, as we as we touched on them today in the Dog Nation forum on the 24/7 Sports rating. You saw a couple more quarterbacks. Uh, jump in there between where uh, Brock Vandegrift was. It goes Caleb Williams. It goes Sam Hurd, a Washington commitment. Then it goes Drake May, a North Carolina commitment. And then it goes to uh, goes to uh, Brock Vandegrift. He's now the number thirty-two overall recruit in the class for uh, in the class for on the twenty-four-seven Sports ratings. Um, Just want to catch catch a breath right here. Uh, some other things I noticed about the recent re-ranks is these re-ranks went all heavily based on game film. That's always a good thing. Maybe there's going to be less and less of those evaluation and prospect camps. If you look at those 24-7 sports rankings updates, you see seven of the ten guys in the top ten nationally are offensive linemen, defensive linemen, defensive ends. Uh, Tony Grimes is actually the number two quarter corner in the country on the recent, recent re-ranks. Jaquincy McKinstry out of Alabama is now the nation's number one corner. Uh, Shmile Munden is at number 19 overall. Nyland Green, the guy that we had as number uh, 14 on our top targets list, a new name back into the list this week. He's rated number 27 overall. Dallas Turner also jumped up 100 spots to the nation's number 34 overall recruit. Uh, Deion Colsey, that wide receiver that also made the top targets, is now number 46 overall. Brock Bowers, the nation's number two tight end, is at number 53 overall. Terrence Ferguson is number 73. Barrett Carter is number 74. Micah Morris, who we just spoke to, is the nation's number 92 overall recruit. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll is number 106. Uh, Lots of names right there. David Daniel is at number 134 overall in the class. now this is a time we've went through a lot of information. We had a great chat early in the program. If you're just joining us, we got to hang out and chop it up with, with uh, Micah Morris, the recently committed Georgia Bulldog as of a week ago. I got a question for you. It's something we put up on the Dog Nation uh, forum a while back. I'm going to start off our Q&A period. You guys got a question, let me know. Hit me with it in YouTube. Hit me with it on the Dog Nation uh, on Facebook page as well on this feed. But I got a question for all you guys. I want you to tell me uh, which two positions on the Georgia team do you feel do you feel that uh, have the very best depth? The overall where Georgia looks the most scattered, smothered, and covered with players. Let's act like the like this is a Waffle House question. What do you think are the deepest, most talented positions on the Georgia roster? There's a lot of way, areas to look from there. A lot of areas to put the magnifying glass on right there. Um, I have, I, have, I have a couple names in mind, a couple positions in mind, but I'm curious to know what everybody else out there thinks as well. For me, the question it starts out with the, the safety and the cornerback, cornerback positions. I think those are the deepest positions on the Georgia roster. They got so many big namers, so many big namers. Um, you look at the cornerback position, you got guys like Keely Ringo who might even come in as the fourth team cornerback. You got Jalen Kimber as the 15 quarterback. That's because of Tyson Campbell. That's because of Eric Stokes. That's because of DJ Daniel, three guys that played extensively for Georgia last year. Um, Eric Spell says linebacker and uh, defensive back. Daniel Lewis says he's legitimately going to cry all fall and winter if we can't watch this season's team play football. See, that would be the big thing, Daniel, for for me to to note because if there's no season, I wonder how many of these players that were had one more year left at Georgia would come back and play one more year at Georgia, or they would just move on with their professional future. Christopher White says White says DB and linebacker. Uh, Lottie Lauderdale says linebacker. Demetrius Isom says linebacker. Lots of guys. Georgia's got lots of outside linebackers. I think wide receiver. Give it about another year, and I think wide receiver would be a game. Would be a would be a would be a position that would really get loaded up with some upper echelon talent. 
as always, guys, we're in, we're in the middle of our Before the Hedges program. That's brought to you by that great relationship we have with Kroger. Uh, Kroger uh, is, now has a special something going on through April the 30th. Uh, they've got recipes. I mean, folks, if you guys are all looking at the bottom of the barrel right now, trying to cook up and conjure up some five-star recipes, well, Kroger has you covered with videos and step-by-step instructions for delicious dinner ideas. If you don't know what you're doing and you're just hanging out, having a beverage during this happy hour, um, during shelter at home and stay-at-home quarantine, visit Kroger.com for recipes for easy meals. They're going to be feasts that the whole family will love. Uh, Kroger right now. And once again, that's Kroger.com recipes to be able to check out. Maybe you can play that wheel of recipes, get a bunch of them together, and you can figure out what's going to be the go-to move and the five-star meal for tonight at your table. Joe Moody brings up a point as well. Yeah, the three quarterbacks, I think you have to go back. I mentioned this a couple while, I think last week on our uh, six-pack opportunity last week when we cracked the six-pack open together for our six-pack trivia. You look at Georgia right now and you go Jamie Newman, Stetson Bennett, Carson Beck, Dwan Mathis, Dwan Mathis, Carson Beck. I don't know if Georgia's had four quarterbacks that um, capable in quite some time. I think you would go back to the 2017 team where Fromm became your starter. Eason was your quality backup. And then uh, Bryce Ramsey was the third teamer on that squad. And he had a fourth teamer, uh, Stetson Bennett as well. Interesting how Stetson Bennett is kind of the bridge with a junior college stop in between there, uh, between both of those quarterback rooms that were been, that were seriously loaded at the University of Georgia as well. Daniel Lewis says he shops for a living and he loves Kroger. Uh, James Crump brings up targets for the class. Uh, Edwards over Brown now that they got Carroll. I think that's the way to look at this. I think Donovan Edwards, man, I'm a huge fan of Cody Brown. He's so productive in Georgia big boy football. He turned the Georgia 7A state playoffs last year into his own personal highlight reel. He does things off the field, which are just exemplary. He's got a 4.0 GPA. He's got serious highlight film, but I think George is looking for some variation in the skill sets of his backfield. And I think with what Kendall Milton will bring to the table, along with Kenny McIntosh, I think they need more guys that would be sort of like a DeAndre Swift type guy that would be a three down back, could be a weapon in the passing game, uh, could make the defense, make the offense open up and be a lot more multiple when he's in the game. I think Donovan Edwards out of, uh, out of Michigan is a ideal running back there as well. David Wayne Carroll wants to know about a big defensive lineman commitment. That's who he's looking for. Let me go over to YouTube, see what everybody's showing us on YouTube. Uh, Dapper Dan says wide receiver is deeper right now than it seems. Some guys are about to come out of the shadows, and every freshman coming in as an individual is individually worthy of excitement. Dapper Dad, I don't know if you saw that story I wrote about Jermaine Burton, but Jermaine Burton's been my pick to click in the 2021 in the 2020 signing class at receiver for quite some time. I think Rosamy and Burton, and then maybe another wild card name. I'm not sure if it's Justin Robinson yet or Arian Smith there. Maybe maybe would give the edge to Justin Robinson. But I think three or four of those names are going to give like a George Pickens and Dominic Blaylock type impact on this 2020 Georgia football team. I really do. Frank Patterson wants to know about the five-star quarterback out of Texas for the 2020 class. Uh, you know, I think Georgia's main priorities actually for the 2020 uh, classic quarterback would have to be um, um, that would have to be Gunnar Stockton and even Miles Morris. That's NJ Morris out of Carrollton. Those are two guys really want really inside the state of Georgia that could be everything Georgia would ever ask for at the uh, at the quarterback position. That's going to be a very contested recruitment for that guy over there as well because you've got LSU recently offered him as well. Tony Griffith, uh, you're welcome. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the interview so far. Hope you enjoyed that time we got that good time we got to spend with uh, Micah Morris as well. Um, you guys have any questions? Feel feel free to share them. I mean, you know, one of the things that you you think about when you watch how this slowdown is happening is, I think I think the big thing George is going to have to look for is the lack of the camp setting. I'm going to watch that very closely. 
Because if Georgia still hasn't announced any team camp dates, didn't announce any summer team camp dates, to my knowledge, even prior to the COVID-19 shutdown. But when you see all that stuff happening, you uh, you just wonder because the camp is setting is such an important part for Georgia to evaluate all those guys and how they run and their size and how they compete, how fast they are, um, how well they take to that type of camp setting and that competition. That's very important to maybe figure out who the elite guys are at the top of the board when several national elite guys up there and Georgia's trying to figure out the best one and the best fit there. Something to think about, guys. I hope you guys saw um, what we put up on the site early, earlier this week. I hope everybody got a chance to read the Jermaine Burton story. hope everybody got a chance to, uh, you know, tomorrow we're coming up with another, we're cooking up another one of those Cover of Four specials. It's every Thursday at 3 p.m. where we get the whole band there. We get Connor Riley, Brandon Adams, um, and we get Mike Griffith. And I'll tell you what, what we have planned tomorrow, maybe maybe it's not quite as riveting as a live Brandon Ears, Brandon Adams, Beard, Ad, Beard Adams shave uh, on our Dog Nation Facebook social platforms. I don't think that's going to happen. In fact, I know that's not going to happen. But something almost as riveting will come in, and we'll kind of go back to that. Um, I hear we're kind of going to go back to one of our formats from a previous show as well. So might be another thing in, you know, in honor of the draft coming up. We might, not, we might have another interesting little cover for Dog Nation uh, draft as well at the same time. So I hope you guys can think about that one. YouTube, hope you guys are doing doing everybody well tonight. Um, question we got from the Dog Nation Forum I wanted to address. Uh, question, if you guys aren't on the Dog Nation Forum, I don't know what you guys are waiting for, especially during all this quarantine time. You get a really good chance to figure out. Um, Akram21 has a post, and he wanted me to order the most likely versus the least likely scenario to sign for 2021. And what he's done is he's attached like three outside backers, three wide receivers, four offensive linemen, five defensive backs. Um, I would order uh, – he wants me to do it in the, the, the most likely or least likely uh, thing to see happen. Um, I would probably put most likely the three outside linebacker types, especially since I'm going to consider for the purpose of his evaluation, I'm considering Quentin Somerville as a – as a jack type, a, a weak side defensive end type, I think it's very likely that Georgia would get three outside linebackers. After that, I think it would be more likely for Georgia to get five defensive backs, uh, followed by uh, the next two are kind of interchangeable for me. I think it would go four offensive linemen and then three wide receivers. Because uh, you look at the, look at areas where Georgia's going to lose a lot of guys. Georgia's definitely going to lose off this team or the current composition of the roster. I could easily see them losing Adam Anderson, Jermaine Johnson, uh, Robert Beal, uh, Aziz Ojalari. That's why I think Georgia would very likely go for three outside backers in this 2021 class. I think after that, you look at defensive backs, and you know Georgia's going to lose Richard LeCount. Um, what's going to happen with Latrevious Brini? What's going to happen with William Poole? What's going to happen with Chris Smith? DJ Daniel only has one year left of eligibility. Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell will also move on as well. So I can definitely see Georgia going after uh, maybe even three cornerbacks or at least two corners and two safeties and one hybrid as the five defensive backs in the class. Um, I think four offensive linemen, you look at the three and the four inside the state of Georgia, Georgia's already got one. I think the least likely might, might be if Georgia decides it needs to fill up at other positions, the one tight end, the two running backs, the one quarterback, um, what they're going to do on the defensive line. I think wide receiver might be a position where they only take two really good ones in this class, and everybody on the Dog Nation forum certainly feels that that would be uh, the ones that the program would want would be Deion Colsey and Mario Williams. Uh, guys, I want to thank everybody for uh, uh, being a part of another Before the Hedges program. I think that's in the past – Three weeks, we've had two Georgia commitments live um, using the, the, the brilliance of technology or the wonders of technology. I have to thank Michael Carvel back as, as working as a producer on our Dog Nation team for all the work he does to make sure these shows go off without a hiccup uh, on our Dog Nation platforms. That's on YouTube. That's on Facebook. 
Shout out YouTube. I don't know if I give you guys enough love on our program, but there's some really cool people on the YouTube platform. I've met a bunch of you in person. I still want to compare hair gel stories with Dapper Dan. I see Elite GB is in the forum as well. Um, thanks to everybody. And uh, guys, really appreciate all the kind sentiments you guys always share on our programs. But, you know, from the bottom of my heart, everybody here at Dog Nation, we're getting through a weird time, a difficult time right now. I think this week I was thinking to myself, I'd just love to go out and watch shorts and helmet practices and shells for a week. I'd be quite fine with that. Um, so everybody's got to do a lot of things different. I know there are a lot of places out there you guys can get your Georgia news, your Georgia live streams, your Georgia Bulldog talk, uh, lots of quality places to do it. So when everybody carves out some space of their lives in order to hang out here with us, with whether it be Connor Riley, whether it be Mike Griffith on the beat, or that daily bread everybody gets, excuse me, that daily beard everybody gets uh, with Brandon Adams in the morning. We certainly appreciate it because you guys could be anywhere in the world on, on, on your phones and on your uh, social media, and you guys chose to be here with us at Dog Nation time and time again, and we certainly never take that for granted. Before we get up out of here, I'm going to take one, one last lap through the YouTube and the Dog Nation Facebook page feeds, see if anybody's got any other questions I can pick off. Um, one other thing I want to, again, bring to mind is Kroger. Couldn't do this without Kroger. Couldn't do this without that great longstanding partnership with Kroger. Kroger is still busy. Kroger, your neighborhood Kroger has probably never been more vital for meals than it, are right, than it is right now. And you think Kroger, you think recipes, everybody's going Taco Tuesdays. Everybody's trying to figure out something different. Nobody's going out eating steak. Nobody's going out in their favorite restaurants and having themselves a good old time. But uh, something to think about there for meal inspiration. Get off your duffs. Love that word. Somebody said duff to me earlier this week, and that kind of caught my ear. But get off your duffs because Kroger has you covered with videos and step-by-step -step instructions for delicious five-star dinners. Visit Kroger.com for recipes for easy meals, easy feasts that the whole family will love. Almost as much as two commitments in a week for everybody at Dog Nation. Almost as much as that. Um, let me see. I've got a question from Bill Kibbe. He wants to know about Blaylock. Everything I'm hearing about Blaylock is he's healing up very fast. He's one of those guys, kind of like a Zamir White story, that he's healing and progressing in kind of that same way. Uh, it's been harder for him because he's not under the direct uh, daily uh, regimens uh, with Ron Corson, but thanks to Zoom and social technology, uh, you have the ability to video conference and stay on top of all that. Um, I do think uh, Dominic Blaylock uh, will put himself in a position to be as ready as he possibly can. Uh, Dapper Dan brings up Tommy Bush and Kiaris Jackson. Now, that's a name. Folks, you guys don't realize, everybody hit, don't hit the snooze button and, like, fire up that alarm for Kiaris Jackson because this is a move year for him in much ways that I thought maybe uh, that last year should have been a move year for Demetrius Robertson and a guy like Matt Landers. You got to remember the way he blocks and the type of athlete he is. He's already started 10 games for Georgia as well. Um, Hell Rooster wants to know about the current ranking for the Georgia 21, 2021 class. I believe Georgia's moved up to, I think they're eight right now. Uh, they've moved up, they moved up eight spots with the, uh, with Micah Morris last week. Uh, Dapper Dan wants to know about the five star from uh, Bainbridge. That's Dion Bowie. Everybody calls him Smoke. Uh, that's a guy that Georgia will certainly prioritize, has prioritized, got longstanding great relationships. Nick Williams is from Bainbridge. Uh, the guy that doesn't get enough credit as a behind-the-scenes recruiter for Georgia would be would be Nick Williams. He's from Bainbridge. Kirby Smart's from Bainbridge as well. Um, that guy's being rated now as an athlete, as a receiver, because he put in some good work during the early 7-on-7 seven -seven season. Um so he's a guy that made a move and everything else like that. So YouTube, man, thank you for your questions. Um, bouncing back and forth through a bunch of platforms. I just want to say, Dog Nation, check us out tomorrow. Uh, you know, one of the things I want you guys to think about is every day we're trying our best. We're Mike Griffiths pumping out as many stories as he possibly can. And, uh, you know, he's one of those hard chargers on our team that we really value for the content he brings to everybody. A good day, UGAs every morning. I want to, I want you guys to, you know, everybody out there that thinks of Dog Nation as your go-to, go to Dog Nation every morning. Go to Dog Nation all the time. If you haven't downloaded the app, we've got an app. When, when big news breaks, you get a notification across your phone. 
uh, the Dog Nation app as well. Uh, it's a good way to you get all of our recent content right there at your fingertips. You don't have to find it through Facebook. You don't have to find it through Twitter or anything else like that. Uh, quick question for everybody on the feed. This is something for my own personal inventory. How do you guys access our stuff? Do you access our stuff mostly through Facebook links, through Twitter, uh, through our Facebook page? Do you access it by going to the homepage every day? Do you, you find out about the bigger stories we're writing through our Dog Nation forum? Love to see what everybody has to say about maybe is the best way that they, they link up with Dog Nation and, they, and you guys get to our content every, each and every day. Brian Marcoulier has a question, uh, wants to know, should Georgia fans be concerned with Brock's ranking dropping? Now, see, the thing is, is Brock didn't work out. He didn't do any seven-on-sevens. His off-season program, they don't gear up throwing at Prince Avenue until uh, maybe March, April at the earliest. So he did miss out on a lot of those early seven-on-sevens where a guy like Drake May showed out. Uh, I think Brock Vandergriff only needs to be seen. And then um, his rankings will stabilize. The one thing about those rankings you got to know is Caleb Williams is unrated. That's why he's, he's uncommitted and undecided. That's why uh, he's rated so highly as he is. Of course, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, Drake May is actually committed to North Carolina. He flipped away from Alabama there. North Carolina's Mac Brown are doing some amazing things. And Sam Hurd, guy you've been hearing about for years and years, he's committed to Washington. Um, something to think about there. Um, with all the quarterback rankings and everything else like that. Also want everybody to pay attention to Ohio State. They're really putting together a gangbusters class. They got another elite defensive lineman today out of uh, IMG Academy, guy that has major upside. Ohio State keeps adding a lot of big-time prospects for the class, and I think really it's going to be a mano-a-mano steel cage match between Georgia, uh, Georgia, Clemson, and Ohio State to figure out who's going to have the best class in 2021 because Ohio State certainly coming for that belt that Georgia currently holds again after signing that tremendous class in the class of 2021 as well. Uh, thanks guys for that quick poll question right there. Um, Nathan Edwards finds it through links in Facebook. Susan Quav Rogers Quave, uh, finds it through the app. Thanks for the double heart tap right there. Uh, Daryl Tony goes Facebook, then Twitter, then dognation.com. Lynn A. Stewart goes to the Dog Nation app as well. Um, and Daniel Johnson goes to the Facebook.com Dog Nation UGA as well. Uh, guys, thanks to everybody for joining us. I'm signing off here. I'm Jeff Sintel for dognation.com. Check us out in the forum. Check Brandon Adams out tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. every day for your Beard Adams Daily, your daily beard from Brandon Adams. We're going to have a cover four live again with all four of us on the screen uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. So we got another big day stacked for everybody here. Everybody have yourselves a good night. Hug your family, hug your wife, hug your husband, hug your kids. Go out, get some exercise, and continue to, to keep on keeping on and making it all right through all this. Everybody have themselves a great and wonderful evening. We'll see you later on dognation.com. Let's go, I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who I'm picking, I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business, education is important, trying to reach the next level, I want the best in life, I never settle.